welcome to Ignite Depot. My name is Apostle Milton Jones. I want to welcome you and thank you for joining us this evening. I guarantee you this word is a word in due season that if you make a decision from the very beginning to give attention to it, it can change your life forever. Now, we're going to make this declaration. We're going to jump right into the word. It says this in according to Isaiah 61 and 1. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty or freedom to the captive. He says, And the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the offer of joy for uh, sadness, the for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build up the old ways, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise, and thank you for this opportunity in your word. Father, we thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and power. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Move up and down each and every hour. Touch each and every person. Touch each and every household right now in the name of Jesus. Let them experience the love of God. Let them experience the presence of God. Let them experience the manifold healing and deliverance of God right now in the name of Jesus. I covenant with you that the burdens will be removed and yokes will be destroyed for miracles, signs, wonders, manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit as you see fit. Father, I declare that people who hear this message will not walk away the same as they came. And I give you glory on and praise and thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen and glory to God. I'm going to ask you to make this declaration with me. I'll say this. This is my Bible. The Bible is God speaking to me. The Bible is the truth. It reveals what I should think. It tells me what I should believe. And it tells me how I should walk. The word of God is is the most important thing say that with me again the word of god is the most important thing in life because without the word it's like having a road map without the word you won't know what direction you should go and when you're in situation test trials, tribulation, or your everyday life. You don't necessarily see a lot of people have this misconception, man, I got to wait till I hit rock bottom or I got to wait till I get myself right. Then I'm going to go to God. Well, the, the funny part about that is, is if you could get your own life right, you would need Jesus in the first place. If you could fix every situation and circumstance that you're in, you wouldn't need any help in the first place. But I'm here to tell you, as, as smart as you are, as wise as you are, as street smart as you are, as, 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 as much grind as you got going on, you don't know everything. Nobody does. There's only one source of every truth. Who sees the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the things that you can't see, the things that people will never reveal to you. There's only one source who's able to do that, and that's Almighty God. And he has a great desire for you. He has a plan for your life. In fact, and, and according to Jeremiah 29 11, he says, he says, he says, I know the thoughts. I know the plans that I think towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you 
and expect it in and a hope. It is God's desire for you to live a prosperous life. It's God's desire for you to have hope. It's God's desire that you prosper and be in health, even to the point which your soul is your mind, will, and emotion is prosperous in accordance to the third John chapter and verse number two. It's God's desire for you to prosper. Is God's desire for you to be in health? Is God's desire for your family to be whole? Is God's desire for you to reach beyond the sky? Is His desire. But in order for you to get there, you got to do it His way. Tonight, we're going to be talking about, you know, the point of no return. The point of no return. Now, if you didn't catch last week's message, we were talking about triumphing over troubled times, part four. Man, who? That message was good. It was it was tight. It was right. And if you didn't get that, man, go back and listen to that first, and then come back and and, and after you listen to this one, go back and listen to that message because the two are going to work so hand in hand together. You're going to be like, okay, I feel like I'm I'm building something because see, the thing about it is, before you build the house, the most important thing about building a house is not the foundation. The most important thing about the house is the blueprint. Because if you have not established the blueprint, it doesn't make any difference. You won't know because you won't know how to build the foundation. You won't know the specs to build it. You don't know how deep. You don't know how wide. You don't know where to put the walls at. You don't know where to put the windows at. You don't know if it's, a, if it's one floor, if it's two floor, if it's an add-on. You don't know any of those things. That you find out by looking at the blueprint, and that's what tells you how to build your house now psalms 127 one says except the lord build your house when you're laboring to build it man you laboring in vain now can you get the house up yeah but see this is the thing when you build a house according to your own plans purposes and thoughts you are responsible for keeping that house up but can i tell you something when you let when you get in cooperation with god and let him begin to build your house let him show you how deep the foundation is supposed to be and how wide those windows are supposed to be and what kind of material the doors are supposed to be made out of man it makes all the difference in the world because his plan he finances his plan he sends laborers his plan he sends you the provisions and whatever help you need in order to get that house up according to his blueprint are you interested are you ready? Are we at the point of no return? Man, last week we was talking about, hey, you know, in order for you to understand, in order for you to be able to function in God's kingdom and God's governing system that meets the needs of mankind apart from the world system, you have to be born again. Now, when we're talking about being born again, we're not talking about, you know, because when you go to John chapter 3, Jesus is actually talking to a guy. He was from the synagogue. He's like, he, he comes to Jesus at night. I call him Nick at night because he came to Jesus at night. He comes to Jesus. He says this in John chapter three, verse two. He says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. How do you know this? Because no man can do the works that you do. No one can do the signs or the indicators or the miracles that you do unless God is with them. Then, then Jesus' response to that statement is this. He says, he says this. So when he says, most assuredly, Nicodemus, I say to you, unless you 
be unless you are born again. That word born again means born from above. Unless you are born again, you cannot see. That word see, when you look up the definition in the Greek, actually means to understand or to perceive. You can't understand or perceive the kingdom of God, our God's way of doing things. Because he can see all the results of God's way of doing things, but he did not know how to bring those things to pass. Now, Jesus says this to him, hey, you must be born again from above. He's not talking about naturally. He's talking about spiritually. But Nicodemus, because he is not in the kingdom of God, he has no, he, when Jesus said, you must be born again, what did Nicodemus think? He's thinking about, man, how can a man enter back into his mother's womb a second time when he's old? I mean, that's like, nasty. Don't even want to know. Mama, don't even want to know. And the thing about it is, is he, Jesus comes back to him. He says, he says, he says, most assuredly, I'm telling you, I say to you, unless you are born of water and spirit. Now he's clarifying it, water and spirit. So he's not talking about physically. He's talking about spiritually. Unless you are born again that way, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You have no right to enter into the kingdom of God. He says that which is, and he goes on to clarify it even more. He says that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel when I tell you, you must be born again from above. You must be, that word born means regenerate. That word regenerate means to produce or to make new. He says again, he says you must be born, regenerated, made new, reproduce from above. He's talking about your spirit. He's not talking about your flesh. He's talking about your spirit. And last week, man, many people made a decision. You know what? Today's going to be my day one. Today, I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to be born again from above. I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to allow Jesus. I'm going to make him the head over my life. And I'm going to become what? What do you have to do when you become, become born again? You have to make a decision to become a disciple. What is a disciple? A disciple is a student. Many people are going to university. When you go into the university, you have a prof and then you have students and a prof is the one doing the teaching and a student is being the one who's doing the receiving. And if the student makes a decision, I don't want to listen to the prof when it's time to take the test. The student won't make as great a mark as they should because they have not submitted or got under their mission to receive the information that the prof is trying to get to them. They still thinking, man, I'm just as smart as the prof. I can do my own thing. And unfortunately, people are doing that in and out of churches. And it's the unfortunate part is, is when you do that, the only person you're hurting is yourself. It's God's desire for you to prosper and be in health. He says, but this has to be your point of no return. Man, I've made a decision that I'm going to be born again from above. I made a decision that I'm going to become a disciple. I'm going to become a student. I'm going to submit myself to the teachings and instructions of Jesus according to the word of God so that I can live 
the best life yet. Now, I will warn you, you can't serve the world system and the kingdom of God system. You can't serve both. In fact, it says in, in Matthew 6, verse 19, it says, no man, no person can serve two masters. Why? Because you will either love the one and hate the other, or you will uh, or either you will be loyal to the one and you will despise the other. You cannot serve God and money or riches or this world system and expect to get God's results. You can't. You have too many people, even people who have been in the church for a while, who have one foot in the church and another foot in the world system and they're and they're bouncing back and forth depending on what the situation is and god says man i want 100 percent of you i don't want 99.9 i want all of you when i give you me god says i give you all of me and he says i'm asking you to give me all of you and when you make a decision to try to to live in both systems you know what that's called it's called being double-minded and it says in james chapter one i believe is verse number eight it says a double-minded man or woman is unstable in all their ways not just one way they're unstable another way to say it they're undecisive they can't make a decision you ever go with somebody who went you've been to mcdonald's mcdonald's man you ain't changed in 20 years they get to mcdonald's and you ask you already know what you want you decisive man give me that you know that big mac meal or give me that you know 20 piece whatever but they sit up there uh mm, uh uh be like come on bro uh man i just don't know or y'all ever had this husbands know this you go with your wife to the restaurant and you like baby uh, are you hungry? I'm a little hungry. What would you like? I don't care. Whatever you want. Then you say, hey, let's go to McDonald's. I don't want McDonald's. Let's go to Burger King. I don't want Burger King. Let's go to Red Lobster. I don't want Red Lobster. Let's go to Chick-fil-A. I don't want Chick-fil-A. I thought you said it didn't matter. It don't matter. I just don't want those things. If, like, if it don't matter, it shouldn't matter where we go. And it's the same thing. If you have made a decision that you're going to do it God's way, you have made yourself a disciple, you do it his way even when his, it seems like his way is not the most popular. And I'm going to tell you, his way always work. Even when you think you losing, you winning. Because guess what? Even though some the world may give you an initial success on the back end, man, the consequences behind it ain't even worth it. So now that you have made a decision, man, I'm born again from above. My spirit is brand new. I'm brand new. Now, I, and you've made a decision. I'm going to be a disciple. I'm going to submit myself and get under the teachings and instructions of the word so that I can grow up, so that I can live this best life, the life that Jesus came to give me. He says in John 10, I came that you might have life. John 10, 10, I came that you might have life in abundance to the full, till it overflows. That's the amplified version. But as a disciple, what do you have to do? Well, the first thing you got to do is, number one, you have to study so you can learn. 
I'm not talking about what your grandmama might have taught you or what your cousin might have taught you. I ain't talking about give me that old time religion. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about where you learn how to study the word of God so you know how to apply it to your life. It says this in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. I'm reading again out of the Amplified Version, and it says this. It says, study, be eager, and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed. Listen to this part. Correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling, and skillfully teaching the word of truth see the thing about it is we said this at the beginning the word of god is the most important thing in life and the bible is the truth but you know what you can have somebody who says they they read the bible but if they are not born again are born again from above guess what happens even though they read the bible they read it and they like man i read it but it don't make no sense i heard that pastor say this but when i went back and read the same thing it made no sense to me whatsoever how did they get that revelation or how did they get that out of what they read jesus already said it in john chapter 3 unless you are born from above you can't perceive you can't understand it makes no sense to you at all the how the kingdom of god operates so the step number one you have to study to learn how to operate according to the kingdom of god and the only way you're going to be able to do that is you got to grow up in the word did you hear that you got to grow up in the word now in first peter chapter 2 it says this it says so be done this is this is, these people just became born again from above and now they made a decision to be disciples and now they made a decision they're going to learn and study the word so this is what remember we talked about change change is not change until you change what what is change you got to quit one thing and begin to do something else remember quit one and begin to do something else so this is what he says in in first peter chapter 2 verse 1 i'm reading again out of the amplified it says so be done with every trace of wickedness depravity and uh malignity it says this he says and all deceit what is that deceit lying and insincerity pretense hypocrisy and grudge and envy and jealousy and slander and evil speaking of every kind and he says now like newborn babes anybody ever dealt with a newborn babe like a newborn babe you should crave and thirst and earnestly desire the pure unadulterated spiritual milk of that by it you may be nurtured and grow into complete salvation what is he saying there he says like a newborn babe like you know you got a baby that baby when that baby gets hungry what that baby start doing wow that baby wee, wee. the baby starts crying that baby start doing all kind of things to draw attention to let you know that they are hungry and what do you do as a good parent you feed them the milk and what does the milk do it nurtures them and it helps them to begin to grow and it helps them to begin to develop and it helps them begin to form that's the same thing that the word of god will do for you when you make a decision like a newborn babe and you see that word like 
the milk. And you're like, man, the only way I'm going to grow in this thing, the only way I'm going to develop in this, the only way I'm going to be able to completely operate according to the kingdom of God, I have to get out God's blueprint so I can understand how I'm supposed to grow and how I'm supposed to develop and how I'm supposed to function and the things I need to do in order to be all that he's called me to be and also so that I can live the walk out those purposes and plans that he has already and he's thinking towards me from the foundation of the world now this is this is this is the part though it's not enough just to hear the word did you hear me it's not enough just to hear it. Remember, we talked about this in the process of change. You got to admit that you have an issue. You got to recognize where you are. You got to determine where you're going. You got to get the plan. And we're giving you the plan right now on how to grow and how to operate as a disciple and grow in your new life as a born again person, person who's born again according to their spirit. But I'm going to let you know, you have to do, you have to study, just like in university, like in high school, on your job, when you start a new job, they give you a manual so you can learn how to carry out the duties that you've been assigned. You have to study. You have to spend time with it. You have to make sure you understand. If it says, you know, go four steps and then turn right, you can't go three steps and turn left. You have to learn how to study it like a map because it's a blueprint. It shows you the way you should go, how you should operate and the only way you're gonna grow up in this thing you it's, it's not like a you can't one night stand god you have to get in a relationship with it and it's it's a mutual relationship you with him and he's with you and you with him and he's with you and you're walking and you're talking and you're reading his word and then when you have questions you have to see this is the thing when you get born again when you get as soon as you make the decision to make jesus the head of your life and you ask him to become the head over your life and let him be the Lord or the one who's in charge and let his word be the final. You get a bonus. You get the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit moves on the inside of your spirit. And what he does, he is a person and he's walking with you and talking with you. What he will do, he will lead you in the way that you should go. He will teach you Thing. He's, he will teach you in all things. He will bring back to your remembrance because when you're reading about, you may not remember everything, but the Holy Spirit is there to help bring it back to your remembrance when you're in a situation or when you're walking through your everyday life, and he will show you those things which are to come. You're not in this by yourself. Then you have other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. That's why he gave you a pastor. And what a pastor does is he, they teach you and they nurture you and they help guide you according to God's word, to help you grow up in the things of God. That's why it's so important to make sure that you have a church or you have a pastor to help you to grow up in it. Because the only way when you're getting the word so you can grow thereby, you need a pastor to be able to feed you. And the pastor will help you teach you how to study the word. The pastor will help you show you how to grow in the word. The pastor will also help you understand how to hear and how to operate according to God's word. But there's four types of hearers. Even when you go to church on Sunday or, eat, or like in our case, when you come to church on Saturday, man, there's four types 
of listeners and 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 how you hear it will depend determine what kind of results you're going to get out of it now we're talk remember everything we're talking about is how to operate according to the kingdom of god and there's four types of listeners number and it is, i'm sorry luke chapter 8 verse 9 we're going to talk about it now jesus is given a parable to the Jews. Jesus was initially sent to the Jews, so he's teaching them in parables. Now, what is a parable? A parable is a symbolic, fictional narrative of common life that conveys a moral message. So a parable is a common life narrative that conveys a moral message. So Jesus tells, like in stories, like you'll hear me use examples to show you, I'm giving you a parable about a real life situation that has a moral message behind it. And you, you say, well, why did Jesus talk to them in parables? And he answers that question in Luke chapter eight, verse nine. He says, his disciples come and ask him, he says, what does this parable mean? And he said, to you who are my disciples, to you who have made a decision to follow me, to you who have made a decision to sit under uh, my teachings and instructions, he said, it has been given you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Remember, he says, you can't even understand and perceive the kingdom of God unless you are born again from above. Then he says, he says, but to the rest, it is given to them in parable. Who's the rest? Those who have not made a decision to make Jesus the head of their life and become disciples who submit to their teachings and instructions. He says this. He says because they they may see, but they won't be able to won't be able to see. They will hear, but they won't be able to understand. Why? Why won't they be able to hear? Why won't they be able to receive? Well, if you go into, I believe it's in Matthew 13, when it talks about Matthew's account of the same parable, he said, because they have closed their eyes, they closed their eyes to the truth, and they have shut their ears so that they can't hear, and they've hardened their own hearts so that they cannot receive what he's trying to say. They like, I ain't trying to hear that. I ain't trying to see that. I don't want to hear it. Man, keep it moving, partner. I'm good on that. But Jesus goes on. He says, now let me, he says, now the parable is this, or the meaning of the parable is this. And he goes on. He says, the seed, because everything in the kingdom is this, it begins with a seed. Everything with the kingdom of God begins with a seed. The seed is the word of God. So everything in the kingdom of God begins with the word of God. And as students who are going to study to learn and as students who are going to grow and nurture in the things of God, everything begins with the word of God. Now, remember, I told you there's four types of listeners. The first type of listener is, is, is this. Those by the wayside are, are the ones who hear then the devil Diablos comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved or healed, set free to deliver. So what, what's the first type of listener? The first type of listener is that one who hears it be like, ah, man, I don't believe that. Ah, man, that don't make no sense. Forget that. I'm good. See, the adversary, the devil, he didn't have to do anything because when you heard it, you already made a decision. I don't believe that. 
I don't receive that. Doesn't doesn't make any sense to me at all. Man, I'ma do me. You do you, partner. I'm gonna do me. Jesus says, okay, that's the first type of listener is the first one is they heard it, but they didn't believe it. And if a person doesn't believe it, they can't go any further with it. The sec there's a second here. The second here is this. Is this it says, but the ones who on a rock are those who, when they hear the word, they heard it, they received it with joy. So they heard it, they believed it, they received it, they even had joy when they heard it. <laughs> and, but because they didn't have any root, or because they didn't give it enough time to, they heard it, they they read it that one time, they might have. Uh, 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 watch the video one time, but they didn't take no notes. They didn't spend, they didn't meditate on it. They didn't ponder it. They didn't stay with it long enough to be able to get understanding because they didn't let those roots grow down. Remember, it didn't say just desire to send seal milk of the word. It says desire and begin to hunger and crave it so that you may grow thereby that you may be nurtured and grow in it and develop in it. That's not a one-time thing. So these people, they heard it the first time. They heard it. They, 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 they received it with joy, but they only believed it for a little while. And it says, and in a time of temptation, and I'm going to tell you, in the time of test and trial, the adversary, the, soon, the moment you hear the word of God, the adversary is going to come to try to come against you, to try to do what? To try to get you to let go of that word you just heard. It says, for when they, when a time of temptation, they fall away. What happens? Persecution came. Persecution is when people are coming against you because of the word that you heard. But you also have afflictions. Afflictions are situations, tests, and trials that come against you to do what? Try to get you to go back and let go or not believe that what the word that you heard is meant for your life. Oh, man, you heard it, but that wasn't for you, partner. That was for somebody else. See, God already know you brand new, so he ain't going to do it for you. That was sister pray right. Our brother do, do much. No, 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 no. God is not a respecter of person. God is a respecter of faith. If you make a decision, Lord, I heard what your word says. I believe what your word says. I have joy. And even when people come against me and when test trials and tribulation, I'm going to hold on and keep believing what it is that your word says. That's listener number two. Then you got listener number three. Listener number three is the one. It fell amongst the thorns. <laughs> and, and, and those are the ones who, when they, they, they heard it, they, they go out because they've heard it. And the word gets choked by cares of this world. You know, what am I going to do for rent? And what am I going to do about school? And what about my husband? And what about my wife? You got all these cares. And man, what's going on with these politics? And what's going on with COVID? Oh, my God. And everything. And then you said, but you have riches. You know, deceitfulness of riches. And it's like, man, you you ain't even got to do it God's way, partner. Because I got a better way for you. If you would just do it this way, you ain't even got to do it God's way. That's, that's what that whole uh, uh, mammon is all about. You, I can get you God's results without doing without God. That's the world system says. I can get you the same results just without God. God says it, it, it's all temporary. It's a knockoff. It's only going to last for a season. And you, it will cost you more 
than what you have to offer. And then it says the deceitfulness of riches and the pleasures of life. And it brings no fruit to maturity. This third, this third type of listener, they heard the word. They was they believed the word. They held on to it for a while, but then they started listening to all this chatter about all these things that's going on in the world and listen to all this, man, I give you this, I give you that, I give you this, I give you that. Or, you know, they said, man, there's an easier way. You ain't even got to go all through all that God stuff, man. Just go ahead and, you know, spend 50 years paying for a house, you know, or, or you know, get in a high interest loan, a car loan, or, you know, get all, get all you can in this life, but you don't leave that God stuff to somebody else. That's for them suckers. That's for them weak people. Let me tell you, it don't, it don't take anything for you to follow the world system because everybody's doing that. It takes a real soldier. It takes a real trooper. It takes somebody who got some real tenacity to swim against the grain to do it God's way. And then that fourth listener, that fourth listener, he 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 heard the word. He 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 or she went through the test trials and tribulations. And then they still believed that they had joy. And even though they seen all the cares going on and all the pleasures of life and all the deceitfulness of riches, all the easy ways, yeah, they said, uh, I'm gonna hold on to what it is God's word says because I'm at the point of decision. I'm not going to let it go i'm not going to give up i'm not going to cave in i'm not going to quit i'm going to hold on and then what happens to that person that person actually they heard the word they believe the word they receive the word they begin to talk about it and guess what else they did they began to do it how long did they do it until they seen the end result of what God's word said. See, sometimes people give up. See, the adversary, he'll try to wait you out. You know, like, you know, man, I've been doing this for two weeks, but it took you 10 years to get in that situation and you giving God two weeks. Man, I tried that word. That word don't work. No, 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 no. The word tried you and, and, and you did not work. Though God's word works every time if you work it. But what do you have to do? One, you have to become a you have to make a decision to become a disciple. Two, you got to renew your mind by the word of God. Three, you got to study to learn. Four, you got to grow by the word. And five, you have to make a decision that I'm going to do it God's way. Now, Deuteronomy 30 says this, and this is where we're going to stop. Deuteronomy 30 says this. It says, it says, but the word of God, it, he says, the word is very near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart that you may do it. He says, see, I have set before you this day. This is God said, I've set before you life and good. And there's death and evil. He says, he says, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God and to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and judgments. And his judgment. What's he talking about? If you're going to choose life, if you're going to choose good, you're going to have to love the Lord your God. You're going to have to walk in his ways. You're going to have to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgment. In other words, you have to submit yourself to be a doer of the word of God no matter what he says and when you do that he says you you will live he will say i will multiply you he says i will bless you and he says 
He says, but if you make a decision, if you make the decision, he can't make the decision, he won't make the decision for you. But if you make a decision that you're going to turn away from God, you make a decision you're going to turn away from him and not hear him and and you be drawn away and you begin to worship other things. Remember when we talk about the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the pleasures of life. When you allow yourself to be turned away for, and through persecutions and afflictions, you allow yourself to be drawn away to something else. He says, when you do that, he says, you take, you made a decision. I'm going to follow after death. I'm going to follow after, after the evil. I'm going to follow after the world's way of doing things. He says, so I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you that I'm God saying this and I'm saying this to you. God set before you this day life and death, blessing and cursing. He wants you to choose life, choose him, choose the kingdom of God, choose to make a decision that God's word is the final authority, that Jesus is the head of your life, that you have made yourself a student so that you can you have become a disciple and you've submitted yourself and you're going to study and you're going to grow by the word and you're going to renew your mind and you've made a decision that I'm going to be that fourth here who hears the word, receives the word, believes the word, speaks the word and continue acting on the word until I see the end results, just like being in university, you start, they give you a syllabus day one, tell you what it was all involved in the class. But guess what? If you drop out of that class or you stop attending before you get to the end, you won't get the results that you were looking to get when you first started the class. It's no different when it comes to the things of God. It's the same thing. But now that you're you're at that point of no return, you're saying, hey, I made the decision. I've drawn the line in the sand. I'm not going back to yesterday. If that's you, man, I'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the head of your life right now. I don't care where you've been. You're going to become born again. Born again what? Born again from, a, from above. Not physically, but born again spiritually. If that's you, I'd like to give you an opportunity to pray this prayer with me right now. Confess it out of your mouth, meaning it with your heart. It's found in Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9, and 10, which says this. It says, the word of God is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved, saved, healed, set free, delivered, and made whole. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, unto healing, unto right relationship. I'd like to give you an opportunity to pray that prayer with me right now. Confess it out of your mouth, mean it from your heart. Pray with me right now. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. I repent of sin. I'm sorry, Lord. I accept your offer of forgiveness. Right now, I believe I'm born again. Right now, I believe I'm in right relationship. And right now, I am now a citizen of the kingdom of God. 
in Jesus' name, amen and glory to God. Well, if you pray that prayer for the very first time, I want to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you into the kingdom of God, welcome you into right relationship with God, and welcome you back into right position. Now, what do you do now? You got to do exactly what we've been talking about tonight. You got to get in a word-based church that teaches you about the death barrel resurrection of jesus christ but also teach you about the kingdom of god and the love of god we believe ignite is that place so hey we're here every saturday at 6 p.m we love to have you join us uh, either online or in person uh online um we'd love to have you join us or you know if you gotta work and you can't make it man catch us on youtube catch us on facebook or we have a third option. You can catch the podcast where you can hear this message and all other message after this one. Now, on behalf, and the name of that podcast is Ignite to Life. Again, Ignite the number two life podcast and catch this message and all the other messages. On behalf of Minister Juem and the entire Night Nation, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And remember, you are at the point of decision. You are at the point of return. There is no going back. It's straightforward ahead. See you next week. God bless. Bye-bye.